this is part three. And uh, I don't know how long the Lord is going to keep going with this, but we'll just be obedient and let him do what he wants to do in us. Amen. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. And we wait upon him tonight. He is our minister. We pray tonight, Lord God, that our spiritual eyes would be open. Our spiritual ears would be open by way of your mighty word. That the divine light of the Holy Ghost would reveal Jesus Christ in all of the scriptures we go over tonight. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, above all, that you would be glorified and magnified in our soul. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The crucified life dying to all that is Adam. We've been talking about this, like I said, this is the third installment. And really what I believe God wants to do is cause his people to begin to identify with the Christ in them. I wish I could get an amen. amen. To identify with the Christ in us. The Bible says when we, we begin to do that, we begin to tap into the glory of God. We begin to tap into all those things that are ours as an inheritance. We begin to divorce ourselves from the weakness that is Adam and all of his failure and rebellion. And so I want to begin in Romans chapter 12. Verse 2, very familiar scripture. Paul, who has gotten the revelation concerning the Christ in him, we found out that God told Paul that he wanted to reveal the Son of God in him. And we found out that God was not interested in revealing the Adam in him, but the, the Christ in him, the Son of God in him. And that's what God wants to do to us and for us as we begin to believe the Word. How many of y'all know all these things that we talk about, all these things that we uh, read about in terms of the Bible are activated by faith? I mean, you got to believe what the Word says in order for the Word to become manifest in your life. And for the power of God, the power of God to be released in your life, you have to trust what God says in His covenant concerning what He has done for us through Jesus Christ. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Paul is saying, don't be conformed to the image of Adam and be held a prisoner 
of his limitations. So much of the time, that's our problem as believers. Still are willing to worship at the altar of Adam. But Adam is defeated and Christ is risen. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be defined by Adam and his limitations. I am transformed. Well, let me read the rest of it. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So God wants us to be transformed as we renew our mind to New Testament preaching. Paul, Paul says, I'm determined not to know anything among you except Christ Jesus and him crucified. Hallelujah. I am transformed as I meditate on the Christ in me. And the finished work of the cross, and get this, the unsearchable riches of Christ. I meditate on that. I, I, I believe what God says concerning the new birth. And my access to divine eternal life right now. I believe the child of God needs to get a revelation of what eternal life really is. And our access to it, the moment we make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. God does something supernatural. and gives us access to the powers of the worlds to come. He's just waiting for his people to begin to drink from that river of living water. That he has so graciously given to us in the power of the Holy Ghost. Transformed. As we accept what he says about us in Christ. And we begin to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And believe in what the gospel says. How many of y'all know the Bible says that the gospel is the good news. I don't have to be limited anymore by sin and its dominion. I have been delivered from sin by the power of the Holy Ghost. As I recognize my freedom in Christ because of the cross and its victory. So as we go through this study tonight, I just want us to again allow the Holy Ghost to begin to define who we are. Not my feelings, not backslidden preachers, but what God says concerning who He has, what He has done for us in Christ and the access that we have to Him by way of our faith in the finished work of the cross. Ephesians chapter 2, a review of some things we went over last week, but I do want to start here tonight. Paul writes in, You hath he quickened. 
talking about us, those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He's quickened us or he's made us alive, we found out last week. Now I identify only with Christ. He's made us alive. Now I identify only with with Christ. The Bible says, who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's Adam's portion. Dead in trespasses and sins. That's Adam's portion. I choose to divorce myself from that mindset. God told Israel through Moses, I set before you this day life and death. Choose life. Always choose life. Always choose the finished work of the cross and our place in him. Trusting in what he has done. Trusting in what he has said he has done. Adam's portion is not my portion. Verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We've been delivered from that. Among whom also we all had in former times, our conversation or our lifestyle in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's all Adam. That's all the old man we found out last week. And we don't have to experience that anymore when we begin to meditate again on what Christ has done for us. Verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins had quickened us together with Christ Glory to God. <laughs> by grace are you saved. And we, we, we stressed this last week. It's all by grace. Everything that we are in Christ is by grace. We didn't earn this position. This position has been given to us as we have exhibited faith in Christ Jesus. So for me to maintain this place, in Christ, in terms of my access, my access to God and the benefits of it, I simply must remain positioned where my faith is concerned. I simply must continue to believe what the Word says, no matter what's going on in my life. That's walking by faith and not by sight. That's walking by faith and not by, by feelings. That's the highest level of Christianity. And you have access and I have access to that because I have access to the very Zoe life of God. The scripture says, 
and has raised us up together. Glory to God. Right now. <laughs> I, don't have to be, I don't have to wait to be raised up. I'm already raised up. God sees me that way. How many of y'all know the only perspective that matters is God's perspective? It's how God sees me that matters. And when I see myself as God sees me, the limitations and the weakness and the chains fall out. Scripture says, I've been accepted in the beloved. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. We'll get into some new information now. Romans chapter 6. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about this. I'm excited about what Christ Jesus has done for me in giving me access to him. And the throne room of God. <clears throat> Let's look at verse 6. Knowing this, again, it's the knowledge of these things that matter. If I don't have an understanding of these things, I can't experience these things. And we know in Hosea, God told Israel, my people are destroyed because of a lack of what they don't know. Because of a lack of knowledge, because of a lack of understanding. And the New Testament church, I really believe, has suffered needlessly because they don't know as a whole those things that have been Freely given to them. And a, a lot of times the, the reason that they don't, the church does not experience those things that the Bible says belong to us is because they're still viewing themselves as Adam. They're still identifying with Adam. We're no longer ordinary. Got to get, get that mindset that we're no longer ordinary. We went over that scripture last week. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new to us. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Cheryl, God saw you go into the grave when Jesus went into the grave. He, he saw that. He saw all of us crucified with Christ. We must see ourselves, that old man crucified. He does not exist anymore from a spiritual perspective. He's dead and gone. With all of his bondage, with all of his limitations, with all of his weakness, He's not a part of us anymore. But we have to reckon him dead. We have to consider him dead. We have to get in agreement with God and say, that's not my sickness and disease is not my portion. Fear is not my portion. 
Doubt is not my portion. Everything in Christ is my portion. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. I made that statement last week. The child of God needs to recognize that sin is beneath them. We've been raised up. Sin is beneath us. It's not worthy of us. We have been positioned now where we can overcome every temptation in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we shouldn't serve sin, the Bible says. For he that is dead is free from sin. Well, Paul said, reckon yourself dead to it. When the devil knocks on your door with temptation, tempting you in your flesh, just say no to it. In the power of the Holy Ghost. Say no to it as you release, hallelujah, the power of God. The devil does not understand weakness. He only understands strength. When you or identifying with Adam, you're identifying with weakness. But when you're identifying with Christ, you're understanding that you have the legal right to be free. Bondage is not yours anymore. For he is dead, that is dead is free from sin. Now if you be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Now, we all know that we're going to, if we're believers, we're going to go to heaven and we're going to be with Christ. That's the divine hope. That's what we all look forward to. But when the Bible says that we shall also live with him. He's talking about not only then, but now. We have access to everything he has now. So when the scripture was talking about in Ephesians, we've been raised up to make, and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. That's our position now. So we can share... In that abundant life right now. His abundant life right now. I've come that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. So I can, I can live in that life right now. I can experience that life right now. The only thing that, that limits me and hinders me is my carnal thinking. Is my lack of an understanding of my access into the Holy of Holies. 
I can live there right now. I can, I can, I can, I can live in the Holy of Holies right now. When I walk by faith. I can be living on this earth and at the same time living in the Holy of Holies. Glory to God. Get a, get a hold to that. Get a hold of that in your thinking. I remember almost about a, a year and a half ago, I was talking to God. I said, God, I'm, I'm jealous of those living creatures that are around your throne. They're constantly experiencing your glorious presence. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty that was and is and is. I said, Lord, I want that. He said, son, you got that. You just don't know it. You're positioned there. You're seated there, hallelujah, right where they are. Release your faith and experience me on the level that I want you to experience. The New Testament church has access to all these things. We just have to experience, understand that the experience of it is ours by faith. The Zoe life of God is ours. Go to the book of Colossians right quick. Well, we're going to stay there in Colossians for a bit. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Colossians 2 and 6. If we can get that. So we're going to be here for a minute. There we go. As you have therefore received Christ, Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. So the Bible is telling us God wants us to walk in him right now. Walk ye in him right now. Now, the terminology that we've been using is in Christ or in him. And so we said that Anytime when you're studying your New Testament, when you see the term in Christ or in him, understand that you have access to everything that the Bible is talking about in that, in, in that context, spiritually. So he says, walk ye in him or walk in the power of his spirit, yielding to his voice. And agreeing with what he, with who he says you are. That's walking in him. It's walking in the power of his spirit. Yielding to his voice. And agreeing with what he says you are in him. In other words, whatever he says about you, get in agreement with it. Amen. That's the key to releasing 
all of the grace and power that we're talking about. Yielding to his voice, whatever God says, I believe. Agreeing with who he says I am. But how do I do that? How do I practically do that? Let's look at verse 7. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So I must become rooted and built up in him or become rooted and built up in the word. And I see myself as he sees me. So, in order to walk in him or walk in this power that we're talking about, I must consistently be exposed to truth. I must consistently be be exposed to the Word of God and what the Word of God says in terms of my relationship to God in Christ. And as I believe these things, I begin to walk in more and more of the power that the Bible says I can walk in. It doesn't happen automatically. But it happens as I become more rooted in terms of these things. So when the storms of life come against me, and they will, when trouble knocks on my door, and it will, I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by what the Word says, and I'm moved by who God says I am in Christ. And I know that eventually... I'm going to be made more than a conqueror through him who loved me. I'm going to over, I I was created in Christ Jesus to triumph, to live in victory. Adam lost out. Adam was a failure. But you're not no longer in Adam. You can experience the promises of God in your generation. Every promise in this new covenant belongs to you. But you must radically believe that these things are possible in your generation. Paul believed it was possible in his generation. Paul's gone on to heaven. We're talking about our generation. We're talking about taking the limits off of God And walking in the power and the victory of the finished work of the cross. Where no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Again, no, didn't say a weapon wouldn't be formed, but it cannot prosper. But you have to believe it. Hold your finger there. I want to go to James, the book of James. Thank you, Jesus. We'll go back to Colossians, but I want to see something here in the book of James, chapter 1. Verse 
verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a, unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. In other words, in a mirror. He sees himself in the mirror. Verse 24. For he beholded himself, and he goes his way, and straightway forget it what manner of man he was. In other words, he sees what the word of God says, and he rejoices at it because he sees himself in the word. But when he walks away from the word, he forgets what the word says about him. When he's, when he's meditating on the word, when he's studying the word, he sees himself in Christ. But when he walks away from the word because he has the, the seed of the word has not found good ground yet, he forgets what he looks like, and he, and he reverts back to the Adam syndrome. He begins to bow his knee to the natural. He begins to uh, see himself as natural. But the Bible says we're no longer natural. We're supernatural. In order to overcome the powers of darkness, because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly place. In order for us to overcome them, we have to do it spiritually. If the devil can keep you in the natural, he'll defeat you every time. But if you can get him over into the spirit, you'll defeat him every time. Because in the spirit is where our victory lies. It's where our power is generated. But as I, as I look at the word, <clears throat> I have to continuously realize that this word is my victory. He says here in verse 25, Whosoever... So this, is, this means anybody, any child of God can do this. But whosoever that looketh in the perfect law of liberty, that's what the word of God is. It's the perfect law of liberty. It, 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 it brings us into God's perfect freedom. It gives us access to Adam and Eve's life before the fall. It gives us access into a relationship with God that glorifies him and positions us into the dominion of Genesis 1 and 26. Remember what God told, told uh, Adam and Eve? I give you dominion over all the earth. That is where God wants us. But the perfect law of liberty positions us there. We see ourselves in victory. We see ourselves as those who have received divine permission to experience God on this level. 
and to dominate this earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Adam doesn't see himself like that way. Adam cowers in fear because the spirit of fear has dominion over him. Remember what happened in the garden? That was the first manifestation of the fall. God says, where, where were you? Where are you? He says, I was afraid. Because the first thing Adam said, I was afraid. Fear is the master spirit of the devil. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We quote that all the time. We need to get a hold of that for real. But a power, love, and a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. You got to, you got, you got to say that to yourself. When everything's going the wrong way, you got to say that to yourself. I would have lost my mind a long time ago <laughs> had it not been for Jesus, had it not been for the Word of God. I, 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 would have gave, I would have fainted a long time ago unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Thank God for heaven. Amen. But I want some victory right now. And in Christ Jesus, I, I'm assured of it. He always causes me to triumph. In Christ. Doesn't matter how dark it is. Doesn't matter. A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand in my right hand. It shall not come to me. That's the kind of attitude you got to have. It may not have worked for 15 years, but this year, it's going to work. It's going to work. But Adam... Adam won't, it won't happen for Adam, but it'll happen for those who are in Christ. That's why we have to be so radical in our understanding of our freedom from Adam and our deliverance from him. Back to Colossians. This is very important. Verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. I don't want to have anything to do with anything that's not Christ. I don't want to have anything to do with anybody who tries to put me in bondage to weakness, fear, and the curse. Spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, and the tradition of men or man. It'll keep you a prisoner of Adam and alienated from God's power and purpose and the victory of Christ. So I must be radically opposed to anything 
that confines me and binds me up and away from the, the Christ in me and my access to it. Or should I say my access to him? Verse 9. For in him, or in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus is deity in the physical body. Think about that. He's deity in the physical body. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he lives in me. Constantly remind myself that he lives. Greater is he that's in me than he who is in the world. Constantly reminding myself of that. When I get the diagnosis from the doctor. That's a negative diagnosis. I constantly remind myself that Jesus Christ lives in me. He's not sick, so I can't be sick. Sickness cannot hold on to me. It can attack me, but it cannot hold on to me when I am in Christ, when I'm recognizing my freedom from it. That, that old man was subject to it, but this new man is not subject to it. So when I get a symptom, we talked about symptoms last week. When I get a symptom, I say it's a lying spirit. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's showing up in the natural, but it's a lying spirit. Trying to convince me that Isaiah is not true. Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes, I am healed. How many of us actually, when those symptoms come, do we quote the word? Think about it. We don't have to raise our hands. But a lot of times we don't. We just, uh-oh, and we just kind of flow with it. No. Immediately, when, when the devil show up, give him the word. You have a legal right to do that. In Christ, you have a legal right to that freedom and that dominion and that authority. It's at those times where we have to release these things. Those times we have to act on these things. Don't just be a hearer, but a doer of the word. That's why most victories are lost right there at the beginning. Because our mind, we, we're not on guard. The armor is not fully intact. And it must be. You know, I'm reading a, a, a book. I'm rereading a book by uh, Pastor Rod Parsley. Y'all ever heard of him, Rod Parsley? About 20 or 30 years ago, probably about 20 years ago, he wrote a book called Serious Survival Strategies. Have y'all ever read that? It's an awesome book, man. And I, I've, been, I've had the book for over 20 years. And I reread it maybe once every five years. And it's just one of those uh, God-inspired uh, writings that talk about 
the seriousness of the battles that the child of God encounters. And that uh, we have to really recognize that the devil is out to kill us. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But he can only do that when we really don't understand the seriousness of the battle. That these things that we're talking about tonight are very important in terms of us resisting him. You have a legal right to resist the devil when he approaches you, when he comes against you. You have a legal right to use the powerful name of Jesus and say no to him. Like I say, everybody else may may, uh, not think that way, but you have to think that way. You have to believe that way. You have to you have to you have to rise up in the spirit and tell him no. And you have to recognize that the lion of the tribe of Judah actually does live on the inside of you. He's for you and not against you. And he means what he says when he says he'll back you up. Verse 9, again. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, verse 10, and you are complete in him. (laughs) You are complete in him. In other words, everything that he is, he is in you right now. There's nothing else that needs to be done in terms of the spiritual. Our problem is our soul. Our problem is the uh, the arena of the mind and our and our thinking. But we're complete in Him, and we have everything that we need to have victory in this life. In Christ, the love of Christ, we have been made we have been made perfect in Him. You don't see yourself, if you don't see yourself as being spiritually perfect, you cannot overcome the devil. You have to see yourself again as God sees you. 1 John chapter 4, please. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. God again sees us differently than we see ourselves. Picture the throne room in the theater of your mind. Picture Christ seated there. And picture yourself 
connected to him eternally. I in them, they in me. That's what he prayed in the book of uh, John chapter 17. He prayed that prayer, the high priestly prayer, to God the Father. So that the reality of our oneness with him would be made manifest in the church today. See, he is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. We're connected. As he is, so are we in this world. Everything that belongs to him belongs to us. That, that, that joint inheritance that the Bible talks about actually is a possession that we have today. We just don't know it. We've been talked out of it. As he is, so are we in this world. Verse 11 of Colossians chapter 2. And I'm getting ready to close. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hand. Somebody say, I'm supernatural. (laughs) In the putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Christ has performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of, of our sinful nature. You don't have a sinful nature anymore. Jesus circumcised us from that. So we don't have to obey the appetites of the former man. We can say no to sin. We can say no to the appetites of the flesh. We can walk free of all bondage and all sin in our generation as we trust in what God says concerning the new man and the new birth and the power of his resurrection. Verse 12. Buried with him in baptism. Buried with Christ in baptism. Wherein also you are risen with him through faith, through the faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the dead. So again, God sees us buried with Christ in our baptism. But he also sees us raised or risen with Christ. And all of the blessings that Jesus received in his resurrection have been given to us. Every New Testament blessing, the blessing that God promised to Abraham, is ours through faith in Christ. The new man has access to God and all that God has in terms of covenant relationship. We just have to claim those things and be relentless in our pursuit of them. And not be talked out of them. We have to put faith 
in the operation of God, in, in all that God has done for us through Jesus Christ, in sending him to the cross, in placing him in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, in Jesus going into hell and preaching to the prisoners in hell and making a procession out of hell into heaven. We have to put faith in everything that God has done, the meticulous work of the Holy Ghost that God has done in raising Jesus from the dead. We have to put faith in that operation because all those things were done for us. That we might walk in Christ, that we would be free forever from Adam and his weakness and limitations, but be made whole in Christ Access to all that God has and all the things that have been freely given to us. We have to put faith in the operation of God, though. We got to believe these promises. So when you walk out of here tonight, when the enemy attacks you, and like Pastor was saying, he will attack. He's not just going to sit back once we get a revelation of these things and say, okay. No, he's going to, re- he's going to come against us, but at that moment, we have to realize, at that moment, that he has no legal right to do it. This, this thing is legal. It's about legalities. This is a legal document. And he has no legal right to place the curse on you. We, we allow him to a lot of times, but he has no legal right to do it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. We, gotta, we don't just quote that. We got to believe that. So when the pressure's on, we refer to this instead of what our carnal minds are, are, are speaking to us. Stand to your feet. It takes the Holy Spirit to really and truly cause a man or a woman to really understand these things. He has to he has to minister to us in our prayer time, in our study. And we pray tonight, Father, that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding that we would know what is the hope of your calling. And what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power which Father you wrought in Christ. When you raised him from the dead. And seated him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power. And might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only, Father, in this world, but also in that which is to come. Father, you placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We thank you for it, Father. Give your people, I pray, a divine revelation of these things. May the seed of the word find good ground. Be glorified in it, my Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.